Well, hello and welcome to the Movie Paradise. I'm your host, Nathaniel Molnar, and this is Film Thoughts. Film Thoughts is a weekly podcast we do here every single Monday where I take something within the world of movies or television or any other media and I talk about it here. It's more laid back, it's more casual, I just kind of talk a little bit and give my thoughts on a certain topic or issue. And what I wanted to talk about today is a little bit of a reflection on something that happened a couple of months ago. The other day, I went and saw Joker again for the third time in theaters. I saw it uh, twice when it initially opened, and then now after it got 11 Oscar nominations, it's back in theaters, and my sister wanted to go see it. She is not a comic book fan in any real way at all. I don't think she's even seen uh, five comic book movies. Actually, I don't even know if she's even seen three. Who knows how many she's actually seen, but she wanted to see Joker. Um, and she thought the trailer looked good, and I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll go see Joker again. Uh, I haven't seen it since probably October when it first came out, and I'm still trying to put together my top 10 favorite movies of 2019, and I know Joker is in my top three, and I've been kind of holding it as my number one for a little bit. My other two are Rocket Man and Parasite, which Parasite I also just saw again the other night. Um, and I'm going to watch Rocketman again because I know those are my top three and while I kind of have it right now as Joker 1, Rocketman 2, and Parasite 3, I want to watch them all again to really cement their placement in my top 10 list. But I went and saw Joker again and I, well, I loved it because I love this movie. I think it is a brilliant movie. Um, but watching it again made me think back to all of the stuff that was going on with its initial release, the chaos online where people thought that there was going to be all these mass shootings in theaters because of the movie, that the movie was going to be a dog whistle for uh, white nationalists and incels to rise up and to start shooting and killing people, and that was going to cause all of this chaos. And then what ultimately happened, nothing happened, Uh, And the most response that this movie got, other than 11 Oscar nominations and over a billion dollars at a box office, was a bunch of people in cosplay started dancing on the stairs that are in the movie that are actually in Brooklyn. I believe it's Brooklyn. I I know it's New York, but I think it's Brooklyn. That was the most that happened as a result of this movie. Uh, And it just kind of, looking back now that we're a few months removed... Uh, from all those things, I wanted to look back and just kind of think and talk out loud a little bit about why was there, and it, it wasn't just isolated to that time, it also still continues today, especially with the Oscar nominations, why is there so much backlash against Joker? What is it about this movie that just repulses people, or make people think that it is not art? Or that the people who like Joker are somehow lesser um, for liking this movie. Or that it's trash or anything like that. Uh, I think it falls into a couple of different things. Um, and most of this... So so let, let's take a couple steps back. Let's go back to when the movie was opening in October. And I kind of talked about this extensively as it was happening. When it was happening. But we had all these headlines coming out because the movie came out, it premiered, I believe it premiered at at Cannes Film Festival, uh, and it won the, what's their award? I think it's the Golden Lion. 
it won the award there, their top prize. It won. Joker won. And that was huge news. Um, and then all these reviews started coming out about the movie. And while people were overwhelmingly loving this movie and saying it was fantastic, you had all bunch of people saying uh, that the movie was dangerous. That was the word being used. And I believe it all kind of stemmed from one review. Uh, that said that the the writer of the review was saying that they were afraid that this movie could be misconstrued to be a rallying cry for dangerous people to follow in the Joker's footsteps. And then as a result of that, it blew up all over social media all these people who 90% of the people who were talking about this had not even seen the movie themselves. They were going off of what these reviewers were saying from these advanced screenings or going off saying they shouldn't put this movie in theaters. It's a dangerous movie. The people can't handle it. There's going to be riots in the streets. There's going to be shootings all over the place. It's going to be this rallying cry and dog whistle for all of these for the incels, for the white nationalists, for all these dangerous people to pick up their guns and go out into the streets and cause all this chaos. And it all came from essentially one review that came out of its premiere at Cannes Film Festival. And of course, as I just laid out a little just a few minutes ago, nothing ultimately happened. And yet, there still persists this idea the conversation surrounding Joker has now shifted from this idea that it's a dangerous movie that features so much brutal violence that the people can't handle, you can't release it to the people, has now shifted to, oh, that Joker movie is low art, it's so shallow, it's not even worth anyone's attention, it doesn't deserve any of its Oscar attention, it's just made by... Um, by idiots, which I think is, I've seen a lot of people talking about it in these terms, that it's just made by lesser people, and the people who like it are lesser, that the people who like it are racist, are sexist, are are bigoted people, and that um, it's somehow, it, that it doesn't deserve any of the attention that it's getting, it's not one of the top films, and it's because of the society that we live in that a movie like Joker is getting the attention it's getting. I think this sort of thought process, not just about Joker, but about any movie, we kind of had this, it was a little more specific to uh, racial issues regarding Green Book last year, uh, but we, we have these sorts of mindsets and approaches a lot of times, um, every year with different films. And I think a lot of it stems from a concept, a fundamental principle of film discussion and film criticism that not everybody fundamentally understands. And that is that film is inherently subjective. It is all art is inherently subjective. By what unit do you measure how good or bad art is. Art is impressionable. You look at a painting, you have no measure 
to which to say how good a painting is or how bad a painting it is. It is entirely based upon the impression that the individual takes away from it. You look at a piece of art, you listen to music, you watch a movie, you watch a TV show, you play a video game, you read a book, all of these, it is all about the individual experience because everybody will have their own unique experience with art. We're not all going to watch a movie the same way. We're all not going to experience and take the same things away from a book. We're not all going to listen to uh, a song and have the exact same feeling and have the exact same takeaway from it. And if we did, art would be rather boring (laughs) if we all took away the same things from it. But film is inherently subjective. It is part of the DNA of what makes film art and what makes film film and as i always say the only objective thing about a movie is its runtime uh but film is inherently subjective and part of understanding that is also understanding that there is no such thing as a right opinion or a wrong opinion an opinion is an opinion it is unique to an individual it is what one person thinks about something and you can't you can't say that an opinion is wrong or that you could say an opinion is flawed or that the reasons and maybe you dig into the reasons why a person has a certain opinion and you might find that their rationale or that their thought process or that the quote-unquote evidence or or information that they had to back up or to inform their opinion is wrong and those are all fair game things to pick apart like if we're talking about a political opinion if a person has false information that is informing their political opinion you can attack those things and try to deconstruct those things and, and to show to the person the reasons why their thought process or how they reach their opinion or their conclusion might be wrong but with film it is solely just look at a movie you watch it and you take away from it what you take away from it and there is no right opinion there is no wrong opinion you can't say if if somebody loves joker and thinks it's one of the best movies of the year like myself you can't say that i'm wrong You can't say that I'm wrong for thinking it is one of my favorite movies of the year because it's all, the entire thing is based around my own personal preferences and opinions. It's my favorite movie of the year. Favorite. Favorite meaning me regarding my personal tastes. You know, like the the idea of of someone saying that that can't be your favorite movie of the year or that's not a good movie is, is laughable. Now, you might say, I don't think it's a good movie. There are plenty of movies that come out that I don't think are good movies. But that I understand when I'm talking about that, that's all within the eye of the beholder. I always go to one of the biggest examples of a movie that I don't like, that everybody loves, is Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. And I love Christopher Nolan. Anyone who's been listening or following me for any period of time knows that Christopher Nolan is my favorite working director today. I did not like Dunkirk. It just didn't work for me. And I understand that there are people 
even our co-host on the Movie Paradise show, Rob Jaginta, who loves, loves Dunkirk. Lots of people love Dunkirk. And I understand when I talk about Dunkirk and how I don't like it and the things that don't work for me, I understand that that is my personal opinion. That is how it worked or didn't work for me. And that is not to take away from anybody else who has a differing opinion, who it did work for those. And you know what? I'm glad that there are people who love that movie. Why would I ever want someone to not like a movie? I always hope that I, myself, and other people like and enjoy movies because to hope otherwise or to actively wish otherwise, I don't understand how you can call yourself a film fan if you're rooting for people to not like a movie or you're rooting for a movie to not impress you. You should go in expecting, well, no, I take that back. Don't expect anything when going into a movie. It should be about anticipation rather than expectation. You should go into a movie with a high level of anticipation, looking forward to that movie. Now, maybe there's a movie coming out that you don't think looks good and you go see it, so you're not going to have that high level of anticipation, but you leave everything at the door and you go in and you set the movie and the movie hits you how the movie hits you. So, um, but going back to Joker, a lot of these conversations, I think, stem from people having... Uh, a lack of fundamental understanding of the inherent subjectivity of film. Because they say, oh, the people who made it are lesser. The people who like it are lesser. Criticize the people who made the movie all you want, but the second when you start targeting the people who like the movie that you didn't like, and we are just talking about movies. We're not talking about issues of actual substance or importance. We're talking about movies. (laughs) When you start targeting and talking about and criticizing the people who did like a movie to say they themselves are lesser for liking that movie, then you're talking out of your ass at that point, I think at least. But I don't want to say that there is no reason to have any sort of conversation about Joker that, oh, anybody who doesn't like Joker is, is, uh, doesn't understand that film is subjective and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to say any of that. I think there are fair, I don't want to say criticisms necessarily, but points of discussion to be brought up surrounding Joker. And I think Joker is made in a way for us to be having these conversations. I think there are a lot of people who saw Joker or maybe didn't see the movie but saw the trailers or maybe didn't really see the trailers but heard about the movie. As you see, we're getting further and further removed from the actual film who were put off and inherently against the idea of making some a movie about a person like the Joker. Because when we look at traditional comic book movies, let's take Batman, for example, because he's tied to Joker. There are dark things. And let's take the Dark Knight, for example. You have the Dark Knight, and you have Heath Ledger's Joker, who does all sorts of horrible, heinous things. Things that even though you don't necessarily have the blood that's in the 2019 Joker movie, the things that he does and the amount of people he kills and everything and the psychological warfare that he does, I think Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker is a tad bit more sadistic than than, uh, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Just a tad bit more. But within the Dark Knight, 
you have a counterbalance. You have um, Heath Ledger's Joker, uh, who's causing all this chaos and anarchy and doing all these horrible, heinous things and just causing absolute, like, murderous rampage all over the town. But you have a balance where you have Batman, who is a good person, the protagonist that we're rooting for. And in a lot of these comic book movies, the evil that is in the films is often met and overpowered by the sense of good. And that is something I think is the thing that attracts people to comic book movies and superheroes in general. That we live in a dark world where a lot of there where there is a lot of evil and evil doesn't always get vanquished by good. We like to think that it does. But there is a lot of terrible people and bad things that go on in the world that never meet their day of reckoning, that go unchecked and just exist without any justice. And part of the appeal of the comic book movie or of the superhero movie is that there can be justice for all these bad things that happen. But when you get a movie like Joker, where there is no Batman, there is no counterbalance, you just have one individual in a nihilistic world where nobody cares about anybody and that character rises up and does horrible things. I can understand why there are some people who are put off by that. I can understand why there might be some people who look at a movie like Joker and see it as just too dark, too bleak, too nihilistic, and they are put off by that. And that is part of the inherently subjective nature of movies in general, that somebody can watch a movie like Joker and maybe it doesn't work for them, and they can clearly state why it doesn't work for them. And someone like me, who does love the movie, can go, okay, I see your points. I don't necessarily agree with them, but I see your point. But when it takes that next step to being somebody saying you shouldn't like Joker or that anybody who likes Joker is just supporting something bad or that the movie should not have been made, that I, I, I hate that ideology that there's movies that shouldn't have been made. That movie shouldn't have been made. I often talk on this channel, I've talked many times, that the that the uh, movie that set the foundation for the feature film that launched Hollywood and ultimately shaped what movies are today was The Birth of a Nation, which was a movie that single-handedly revitalized the Ku Klux Klan and was an inherently, inherently, no doubt about it, there's no way you can spin it, it's a racist movie propagating racism and white supremacy. That's built into the movie's DNA. And the Ku Klux Klan was on their, they were waning as an organization, and then that movie came around, and then suddenly they shot up in popularity, and they rose back up. The movie that set the feature film that founded Hollywood 
and made movies, at least American-produced films, uh, because other uh, foreign cinema had different paths. Hollywood-produced films that made it what they are was this movie that was inherently just absolutely racist and promoting white supremacy. And I would even say that that move that to say that that movie shouldn't have been made is a wrong thinking. Now, I, I think today um, we can look back and say that a movie that is ultimately propaganda isn't really a movie. It's propaganda. But I think even the most despicable movies, movies that propagate horrible things, that cross the line from being a movie that simply showcases something that's bad to a movie that's actually endorsing something that's bad. And I think therein lies a misconception that surrounds movies like Joker. Um, last week on Movie Night Tonight, uh, Rob and I talked about Raging Bull, which is a movie that features a despicable lead character. He is not a good person. He is the main character of this movie, and he is not a good person at all. He beats his wife. He is an asshole to everybody, He's he, and he's not a good person in the absolute slightest. And yet, he is the main character of this movie. And I think much in the same vein as a Joker, some people might say, well, why make a movie about a guy who's not a good person like this, when you could make a movie about someone who is a good person? Why are you giving a spotlight to um, somebody who is just not a good person? Why are you telling their story? And something that we talked about on, on that episode, which I would recommend uh, for people who are interested in this sort of subject matter that I'm talking about right now, go check out the episode because we had a very good conversation about that. One of the things we were saying was that a, movies aren't supposed to be total endorsements of things or people or actions you know movies aren't supposed to be about let's just show the good things in life and hide the bad things in life or let's only show good people and and kind of gloss over bad people there is merit for cinema that shows despicable evil people and it comes from the idea that these movies that show these kinds of people, these are cautionary tales. Now, like I said with Birth of a Nation, you can make a movie where you showcase despicable actions or despicable people, and the movie itself is an endorsement of it. And that is its own separate issue. But with something like Raging Bull or something like Joker, this is showing a character. Showing how that character acts and showing those characters' decision makings and thought processes and get, allowing us to get into their heads and to understand why do they do what they do. And then in doing so, we can sort of dissect and look at their decision making and then look at our own lives and see. How do, do we think how they think? What about us? Hold a mirror up to us through the lens of bad people. And I think cautionary tales in cinema have value. Uh, 
And I think there's a lot of merit to Joker. And I can understand, again, I understand that if somebody, for their personal taste, don't really want to watch a movie where the main character, where the person, who I, I refrain from saying protagonist, because I think protagonist is sort of tied uh, connotationally to good guy. And Joker, Arthur Fleck in Joker, is not a good guy. We're not supposed to think he is a good guy. He is not supposed to be a hero. We're not supposed to think of him as a hero. Instead, he is a person who struggles with mental illness, who then, who, who is betrayed by society, put down by society, stepped over by society, who in every chance that he needs help and reaches out for help, nobody cares enough to give him that help. To the point where that character t makes a decision of their own choice to then take a next step and become a violent person. I saw a lot of people talk about how uh, Joker is making blanket statements, the movie Joker is making blanket statements about people with mental illness. That it's tying mental illness to violence, that it's doing this, that it's doing that. And again, I just have to remind people. Just because a movie shows something or depicts a character doing something or has some sort of action in it does not mean that the movie is making a statement about that thing or that the people who made the movie endorse it. Do you think Joaquin Phoenix thinks it's a good idea to go around killing people or to find Wall Street people and shoot them? No. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix thinks that's a good idea. I don't think Todd Phillips thinks that's a good idea. I don't think Scott Silver, who co-wrote the movie, thinks that's a good idea. They're simply showcasing a character and his actions. And that's all that the movie is. And you don't have to like the movie. You don't even have to watch the movie. But to stand there and say that the people who do like it are lesser for liking it, or that the people who made it are lesser for making this movie, or that this movie shouldn't have been made, or that it's putting wrong priorities for telling this story as opposed to another story, or that a movie shouldn't have the villain win, or that a movie shouldn't show brutality, or anything like that, any of these conversational pieces, I just think it is the wrong way to approach movie criticism and movie discussion. Because when you're starting the conversation by pointing fingers and saying, you're wrong for liking this movie, or you're wrong for making this movie, and all those sorts of things, that's not the way to discuss the movie. Let's talk about the movie. And let's talk about, let's have a civil conversation and actually talk about um, the idea of making a movie about a person who's not a good person. If you feel strongly that movies shouldn't be made about people who are not good people, tell me why. Or why are you watching Joker instead of watching Selma? Which, I, <laughs> ironically, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and that is the movie I go to. But that's a great example about a movie that showcases and follows a great person who did strong, powerful, great things, and the movie is uplifting, and it's great, and it doesn't shy away from the bad things, but confronts evil 
through following a great person. That is a great example of that. But why should that be the only kind of movie that is made? Why can't we have something like a Joker? I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling on about nothing. But I just, when I saw the headlines that came out when the movie was coming out, and then I see, go on Twitter. Now, granted, don't put too much stock into what people say on Twitter because it's just people shouting out into the nothingness of void of an online space. But just the backlash to the movie coming out, the backlash to it getting Oscar attention, saying that the movie didn't deserve the Oscar attention that it got or that it just shows how racist people are, that the movie got attention. I, I, I just think I hate all that stuff. Because it does take away from when those conversational pieces and those arguments are actually warranted. And it's not warranted for Joker. If you didn't like the movie, you didn't like the movie. And that's perfectly fine. Plenty of movies this year or last year that I didn't like. Plenty of them. And I think we just collectively, as movie fans, need to get a grip and realize that it's okay for us not all to like the same things or view things the same way. And that if you didn't like a movie that is getting a ton of Oscar buzz, the proper thing is not to start saying that movie didn't deserve its Oscar buzz. Or, oh, the people who voted for it are this. Or, oh, the people who support it are this. Guess what? 1917 is got a ton of nominations. I think it got 10 Oscar nominations. It seems like it's a front runner to win Best Cinematography, Best Picture, and Best Director. I thought the movie was good, but I wouldn't have nominated it for any of those, frankly. And I think, even though I don't like using the word overrated when it comes to a subjective medium, I think the movie's kind of overrated. But I'm not going around and saying, oh, the people who voted for it are this, or oh, the people who like it are this. I'm just simply saying it didn't work for me as much as it worked for other people. And it's not my preference to win these awards, but hey, power to it. So my closing thoughts on this topic is this. We don't all have to like the same things. We don't all have to view things through the same lens. We don't all have to view things as quote unquote high art or quote unquote low art which I think are ridiculous notions anyways, because by what measure do we constitute high art or low art? Art is just art. And I'm sorry, any movie that comes out is art. Doolittle is art. Cats. As much as it re I regret having to say it, Cats is art. It is. It is. Movies are art. Books are art. Music is art. Um, video games is art. Any art is art. It's art. Art is art is art. And I'm getting a little sick of saying the word art. Joker is art. And with it being art, it means it's subjective. And with it being subjective, it means that everybody is going to watch it a different way. It's going to have a different experience with it. It's going to have a different opinion on it. And it's going to have a different perspective and point of view on it. People are going to find different merits in it. People are going to find different demerits in it. They're going to find, have different criticisms of it. They're going to have different praisings of it. And that is the great thing about it. And the great thing about being film fans and the great thing about movies and is that we get to all have these conversations and discuss 
Why do we like something? Why don't we like something? It's great that you liked it, but here's why I didn't like it. It sucks that you didn't like it. Here's why I liked it. That conversation, that discourse, that back-to-back, that is part of what makes it fun to be movie fans. But you know what doesn't make it fun? When from the offset, it starts with, you are a bad person for liking this movie. You should not have liked this movie. Let me tell you why this movie should not have existed. Let me tell you why the people who made this movie are this. Let me tell you why the people who like this movie are this. That's not how you have a conversation about film. And if you don't like the movie, that's your prerogative. I liked it, and I know there are people who don't, and that's perfectly okay. And I would love to have a conversation about why you didn't like it in regards to the actual movie. Let's talk about the film. Let's talk about what you did or didn't like about the movie, not the idea of the movie, not what the movie quote-unquote represents or, or the people who are watching this movie or the people who made the movie. Let's talk about the actual movie because I think there's so much worthwhile, beneficial things within the actual movie. The commentary on class warfare, on about uh, this deep nihilism of the world and how nobody helps any other, anybody else and where is our empathy. All these things are really important things that the movie talks and brings about. And nobody's talking about that. Instead, they're talking about the movie's too brutal to, for people to see it. So, maybe this whole conversation of mine, uh, argument I'm making, sounds very fragmented. And I'm sure it does. But I just wanted to f say this for the last time, finally. Uh, because I know if Joker wins Best Picture, which I don't think is a lock or anything. But if it does, there's going to be all these people who are, are ranting and raving about how it didn't deserve to win, um, as it, as people do every year. And if it wins any Oscars, which I know I'm, I think it will at least win two for, uh, best lead actor, Joaquin Phoenix and best score, which I think are locks at this point. If it wins any Oscars, people are going to say it didn't deserve it. And people are going to say it's low art and the people who like it are lesser to people voting for the Academy are lesser or any of that stuff. And I just wish that we could get beyond that and actually have real conversations about the film. Because we are just talking about movies. We're not talking about life and death decisions made within the political sphere. We're not talking about um, the livelihoods of people or healthcare or any issue that actually has weight or matters. We're talking about a fucking movie. And while movies matter to a lot of us, and movies are important to a lot of us. Movies are not the same thing as real life th decisions and policies and things that actually affect people's lives. Movies are entertainment. And we need to keep that in mind when we're just talking about movies. And I love talking about movies. And you love talking about movies. We all love talking about movies. So let's talk about movies. And not just start pointing fingers and, you know, trying to take down everybody who likes a certain movie and saying they're all certain way or they're a certain this or a certain that. Because that's not fun. That's not part of what makes watching movies or talking about movies fun. Anyway, that's my spiel on uh, the backlash to Joker. 
I want to know, what do you think? Did you find any merit in what I was saying about this? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? Do you have a very compelling reason against what I'm saying about why maybe the criticisms that Joker is getting is actually very much warranted? And by criticism, I don't mean criticism of the actual film, but the things surrounding the movie, the people who made it, the people who like it, and all, all that stuff. Leave your thoughts in the comment section below. Well, once again, I'm your host, Nathaniel Molnar. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out Movie Night Tonight, which, where we'll be talking about Million Dollar Baby, which drops on Wednesday. And also tune in this Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on YouTube for the Movie Paradise Show. So until our next podcast or our next live stream... Thank you for listening.